The cause of all this commotion is mayor and suspected illegal immigrant Joe Quimby, named today in paternity suits by 27 different women. kind of nice we've actually gotten emails from a couple of people i won't uh i won't uh call them out or anything but we certainly most most certainly do appreciate that mm-hmm. why don't we tell these people where we've been and why we've been away okay so you know why we've been away why? nothing <laughs> we <laughs> oh, just kind of got lazy huh yeah no kidding well that and legions came out for world of warcraft and we kind of got wrapped up in that oh damn it i really don't want to blame it on that but boy have we played a lot of world of warcraft in the well, past while yeah especially with raiding we got into a raiding guild Yes, we did. So for the, quite some time, we spent our weekends, uh, both both days each weekend, doing raids with our guild. We're kind of waning off of that a little bit now that we've uh, accomplished some really great tasks. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, I suppose. Yep. But thanks again to those who uh, emailed uh, to check up on us. Everything's totally fine. There's really no reason why we stopped other than we just kind of wanted a break for a little while. I suppose we could have communicated that better. lazy. We're lazy. What a what a luxury it is to mm-hmm. be well enough in the world that you can just be lazy for a while. Yes, it is. So, uh, hi. So, we celebrated Christmas and Hanukkah, although we don't actually believe in the uh, spirit behind those events. But we had a nice time with family. Mm-hmm. And we suffered my mother's visit. Fortunately, <laughs> that was only a couple of days. Yes. This is true? Yep. Yeah, so... Um, as uh, as Bianca said, Joe kind of called us out on Twitter, mm-hmm. so I just said to Bianca this very second, oh, why don't we record a podcast this weekend? And she's like, why don't we do it right now? So we're doing it right now. So we don't really have <laughs> anything to talk about except the games that we played recently and the games we acquired in the Steam sale, because who go who has a Steam account and doesn't participate in a sale in some form? Yeah, you're dang well better. Mm-hmm. For those who do not know, yes, it is the Steam Winter Sale 2016 right now. It's mm-hmm. going on until January 3rd, I think, 2nd. Ooh, and it ends at exactly 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And shouts out to uh, John, Bianca's dad, who was on uh, a recent episode with us, yeah. who uh, 
got me a $100 Steam gift certificate. Very generous. Very, very generous and exceptionally well uh, appreciated. And uh, well used. I think It looks like you have almost nothing left. I have 22 bucks left. I, I can still buy plenty. I, I thought to myself I could either buy one or two AAA games or I could kind of spread the love a little bit and try this and that. So I bought a whole bunch of stuff. So I guess today we'll just talk a little bit about the stuff that we purchased, yeah? Yep, sounds good to me. And, uh, oh, and, and before we get too far off from that, I guess, um, frequency of future episodes. Like, whatever. We were really good about uh, doing an episode every week previously. I guess we'll just do an episode when we have something to say now. I've kind of felt like we were slowing down a little bit on, on like, the frequency of shows was kind of outpacing the amount of content that we had yeah, to share for Yeah, because we didn't have anything to talk about, but I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll find something new to talk about. But we'll do our best not to let it go for quite so long. Yeah. So, thanks for sticking with yes. us, those of you. We're, we're being presumptuous. Those of you who happen to receive this still, who haven't given up on us, mm-hmm. we're happy to have you, and we hope that you're all doing well. We'd love to hear back from you as well. So, Let's what the see. hell? Why don't we just get right to it? Oh, yeah. Unless you yeah, have anything see, else to share. What recently that made you really angry? It's got to be one of this somewhere. Oh, why don't you click right here? Oh, yeah, recent. Recent. Good idea. Top left-hand corner next to the search box in Steam, you can click installed or games, whichever you might have showing there, and mm. click recent instead. Recent? Who the fuck uses recent? Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I use recent. Well, I had categorized all my Steam games very meticulously. Of course. And I kept getting new Steam games, and I would look in... I would look for, like, Fallout 3, for example, and I didn't know if I had put it in RPG or in first-person shooter or where the heck I had put it. Like, I was never happy with my categories anyway. I wish you could do tags and assign multiple tags to one game instead of putting one game in one well, category. Well, you can assign multiple tags. Uh, oh, you can, put, you can put one game in multiple... Uh, categories. No, can yes, you? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so behind on the time, but I have... Oh, yeah, I had, at one point, before I redid mine, I had mine in multiple categories, too. How many Steam games do you have on your account now? Uh-huh. You had more than me for a bit. Maybe you still do. What do you have? Oh, you still do? Wow. I have 813 games. I have 798 games. That's bonkers, man. Yeah, I passed them back in October or November. Yeah, you've been getting all these bundles of find-the-crap games. Uh-huh. So, uh, Including... that's a lot of games. So, I don't feel like categorizing that many games. I just have one catch-all category, just games. And I, I've been works. sorting by recent lately because the games that I played most recently are the ones I'm most likely to play. Of course. I don't know why... There, we have this, like, so-so uh, community categorization of games, but they only apply to the store. I don't know why you can't filter your own library by the community tags. It would make it so much easier. I'd love to be able to just search my list for all the co-op games I have. I don't mm-hmm. know why we don't have that. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, do you want to go first? What's a game that you played recently? Well, we'll start with one of the older ones I played, Bird Story. I'd seen this on Steam for a while. It's an interesting game. It's no dialogue and at all, whether spoken or written. It's told through simply uh, visualization and interaction. Story about It's about a boy who finds a bird that's been injured by a badger, and he nurses it back to health. It's partially reality, partially fantasy. It's quite interesting. The concept is uh, unique, and the presentation is beautiful. I actually got this from my uh, dad, who's tried it. He's made it through a few chapters so far. Yeah, you bought it for me, too, but I haven't opened it up yet. Sorry about that. What kind of a game is it? What do you do? What, well, what's the presentation? Most of the presentation is um, keyboard-based, so you uh, walk around with uh, 
your arrow keys and the you do things using your space bar. It's some storytelling, but some but some interactions. Okay. Is there action or anything, or is it just mainly story? Like It's and some action. Like, the action is just stuff flying this giant paper airplane at one point, and you're flying through the sky trying to find the bird's house mm-hmm. on, this be- on this huge paper airplane. And air- the paper airplanes are a huge component of the game. You see the boy uh, playing and making the little ones out of one piece of paper at first. Hmm. And it becomes an inter- an integral part of the uh, story. Okay. And he has a book with all these pages in it, and he t- will take one out at a time to make these paper airplanes. Hmm. You finished the game? Yes, I did. It's did only you... one achievement, and it's for finishing the game. Oh, I'm just peeking over at your screen, and I see 73 minutes played, so I can do that. I'll play this thing before my vacation is done. I'm yeah. on vacation now. It's a, it's something that if you really if you have time to spare, you can play it in one sitting and not feel like uh, your time has been wasted. What I like is um, it starts off black and white to represent the child's uh, gloom or despair. Like, he's not very happy. But when he just finds this bird and helps and becomes friends with it, the game starts, it's a, it goes, it kind of merges into color and the whole world becomes colorful as he uh, becomes friends with this uh, little creature that he nurses back to health. Oh, that's neat. Kind of like a Pleasantville or Wizard of Oz sort of a thing. Yeah. That's neat. Mm-hmm. So I won't tell you how it ends, but you can uh, play for yourself and find out. Oh, I'm supposed to be in the habit of taking notes, etc., aren't I? Yeah. So? I guess we should... A bird story? Yeah. A bird story. Terp. Terp. <laughs> I can see why that would strike a chord with you. That seems to be your your brand of subject matter. Yes, it is. Well, good stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll put links to all these in the show notes, as usual. Yeah. Um, I'm sure those of you, those of you who follow me on Twitter, know all about my horse prints, when I, which I've been playing oh, on gosh. Android. <laughs> my horse prints. Holy <laughs> smokes! This is a disturbing, weird game. <laughs> you want to give these poor souls a synopsis of this horrific thing? It. I would say it's a satirical or parody version of your average anime visual novel, like the romantic genre, but. It doesn't follow the genre, but it doesn't. It's not actually a romantic uh, visual novel. You're a you start. You're a female protagonist. You answer an ad to go to this ranch just to find out more. Uh, you encounter this little bizarre-looking man. I would say he's supposed to be like small, and his name is Ojisan, like which in Japanese translates old man. Yeah, mm-hmm. old man. Or there's other interpretation, other as well, including uncle Your and grandfather. Grandfather, yes. Mm-hmm. And so Ojisan is uh, the person who runs this ranch and is the one who put the ad in. And so he's talking about this horse. The horse comes on screen and naturally your protagonist freaks out because the horse has a beautiful man face. <laughs> yeah, like a human man face on the body of a horse? Yep. On the neck of a horse? <laughs> yeah. And so in some cases they've got these weird physics where the neck bobs <laughs> like a horse and he's got this face on it that does not look right. It is so creepy. I know. Trolls, I know, has seen my tweets about it and got weirded out. Oh, yeah. I think it takes a special something to weird out trolls, so mm-hmm. good job with that. Yeah. It is a weird freaking game. Yeah. Is and it Japanese were, or Korean or something? Uh, I don't know, but it was translated, and for translation, it's not bad. Okay. Oh, I guess if it's Oji-san, then it's Japanese. Yes, most likely. Okay. Um, minimal, just enough story that you know what your motivations are, but most of it is tapping, like most of your uh, standard click, uh, one-click or tapper game. Okay. And you build up energy by talking to the horse, and he asks you all these stupid questions. And the answers that you would expect to give you extra energy so you can continue playing 
don't make sense. Mm. What do you mean? Well, for like, the, the questions will be based on your current scenario, and he'll ask you, like, um, uh, for example, there's a race. The first time you're in a race, he asks, he says, your weight, dot, dot, dot. And then there's three answers. And the three questions are, I've lost weight. Um, that's none of your business. And uh, what about my weight? There's nothing wrong with it. Something to that extent. And if you, and, uh, if you say that, if you tell him that it's not his uh, business, he, he says that, you know, you're a jockey. You can't. You have to have, you have to lose weight if you're a jockey. Because you're riding a stupid horse. And I'm going, thanks for insulting me, you fucking animal. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But yeah, or um, you're at the, or one of the uh, later chapters, you're facing your rival. Your name as the horse, the horse's name is Yuma, and your rival is Ryoma. So okay. yes, I think it was Japanese. And so when you're actually, you're, when you're practicing with your rival, he throws rocks at you, and the horse puts his hooves over his fucking head and holds these rocks and gyrates. What is it? Gyrate or gyrate? Gyrate. Gyrates with them and breaks the rocks. I don't get it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's especially creepy. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Or he um, he chops up onions. I think it was I forget who suggested that it might be bamboo, but someone else suggested that it was bamboo. I'm like, nope, it's green onions because that's what they say. He wants to chop. He chops up. I don't know how many green onions. I'm going. How many green onions does this protagonist have? If the horse can keep chopping up the, the onions, and for that matter, how does he even hold the knife? And of course, the protagonist manages to point this out as well. Yeah, so oh, it seems just, like self-aware and oh, a bunch just, of mini games, basically. And mm-hmm. oh, it's creepy though. It's creepy, but I would say it's definitely satirical. Okay, yeah, it seems to be like self-aware and purposefully ridiculous. Yeah, it definitely it pokes fun at the genre, which is the only reason I finished it. Ten chapters, by the way, ten or ten mini episodes. Mm-hmm. But you finished it. Yep. What else am I playing on Android? Oh, it's free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, Tap Tap Builder? It's a uh, game that you don't that you probably wouldn't just do one off on. You would just build and then go back to it as, you, as time goes. In fact, I've been playing it at least a month now, if not longer. Oh, so it's like an incremental game where you do a little bit. Yeah. And then you leave it for a while. Mm-hmm. I like games like that usually. Yep. And what's nice about this one is. Um, it's not pay to play. There's you can buy keys for special buildings, but you can play the game without ever having used these buildings, and you can even earn the uh, special keys. So you don't even have, so you never have to buy anything. Mm-hmm. And so you uh, you're it's essentially city management over a period of time. You have to balance the number of job a uh, number of buildings that offer jobs with the number of uh, buildings that offer residencies for the uh, people. Right. And you can't just build, build, build. You have to provide enough electricity to do it. And so you do that by building power plants, and each and you have a limited number of towers. So then you have to to, to increase the number of jobs and uh, residences you have. You um, upgrade the buildings. Mm-hmm. It's quite well done, and the achievements feel good when you get them. You don't feel like you've wasted your time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and there's and uh, it seems to scale pretty well as you get further along. And there's different ways of earning money. There's one of my favorite. One of my favorite uh, things to do is to, I build two huge parking lots, and it's just like a money sink. I just get money for my parking lots. Mm, why? What's better about parking lots than other things? Uh, they just take. You can upgrade them, and they and uh, they just generate money as part of your income, and it's a continual generation. As and uh, it doesn't require people to fill the position to generate that money. Okay. Whereas with the offices, um. 
Do they need like the power people plants and power and, yeah. and the uh, material plants, such as the you have a metallurgical plant uh, factory and a cement factory? Those those provide you your materials to build other material other buildings. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that so the parking lot is actually a passive uh, generation of money. So sorry, what's that one called? Tap tap builder. Okay. Builder. Nice spelling. Tap tap builder. What is this? Oh whatever. <laughs> philosophical. Oh, very philosophical. <laughs> Um. Oh, you played. You played something that our audience will be very, very interested in. Gabriel Knight, sins of the father. Correct. At long, long last, after me describing the virtues of this fantastic game to her for a decade. I say more than a decade. Probably. Yeah. As long as I've known you, I've wanted you to play this game. I didn't play the original. If that's what people are wondering, I just I couldn't Excuse do me. it. But <laughs> I played the anniversary edition. <laughs> oh yourself i liked it it was there's okay. a couple of stupid mini games one of them is when you're in visiting the uh psychic psychic or gypsy yeah. and you have to go over this machine and uh the puzzle was pretty easy to solve it was just i think it was filler content totally there's a, there's a few all the new stuff they added basically was filler and but it was it for no purpose like, didn't look like they added too much just a couple of things yeah which is okay yeah, I understand that the motivation behind that was that they wanted to release it episodically for mobile, and so they tried to make some classic mobile game mechanics, tack them on there to make it a little bit more contemporary, I guess. Yeah. For better or for worse. Well, for worse. Yeah. I know that they didn't have the same voice actors, but I didn't feel anything was lost. Although it would have been nice to hear Michael Dorn as um, Dr. John. The voice acting was pretty good in that. I mean, it's debatable whether Tim Curry as Gabriel was any good. I never minded him. I mean, he doesn't sound anything like... He's from Louisiana, really, but uh, I didn't mind him. I mean, I Although the I was a kid, narrator was a, had a great voice. Oh, yeah, she did have a terrific voice, actually. I prefer the narrator in the remake to the one in the original, actually. Gabriel but, did not want to do that. <laughs> but you did get through the whole thing, so I'm very happy for you. Mm-hmm. That's really, really great. I, with minimal walkthroughs and just a bit of help from Brian. Yeah. Well, some of the puzzles are a little nonsensical. I mean... The original is not a perfect game by any means, but mm-hmm. you play it for the story, not really for the challenge of the puzzles. Very true. Yeah, so you were happy you played it? Yes, I am. Oops. Good. Uh, and then we briefly got into the sequel. You're two chapters in or so, three chapters in? Yeah, I, I'm now at the point where uh, Grace is uh, finished talking to the guy at the uh, historical archives or whatever. Yeah, that's right. You finished the first day as Grace in Germany, and now you're back to Gabriel. Yeah. Maybe we can play that later today? Maybe. I hope so. That's a really, really good game. It has a bit of a slow start, but once you get into it and you meet some of the key characters, mm-hmm. it's very, very engaging. Yep. Another game that's not a perfect game by any means, but there's a lot of fascinating, interesting stuff yep. in there. I like the historical stuff. That's well written. It's good dialogue and good story. Oh, Jane Jensen is terrific about that. Every one of her games kind of feels like a university lecture by the time you're done. You learn a lot about a topic. I know. That was That impressed me the most. Yeah. What else have I played? Let's look at my Steam list. Um, find the stuff, find the shit, of course. Um, I played a uh, not a uh, escape the room game. It's called The Room Two, Room R O O M. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. I did it without any walkthroughs. I and Brian watched me play. I think he got confused and scared. The Room Two. Which one was this? Was this like a puzzle box kind of a yeah. one? Like you open puzzles and then you just look around. And okay. The final room was quite interesting because I had to use mirrors and lasers to open up everything. Mm-hmm. And find bugs, 
just to put it through. It was interesting. I like the mechanics. Not much of a story. The objective was just to escape. I don't mind games with light story when there's a good objective and good puzzles. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think that's kind of the, the MO of uh, Room Escape games in general. It doesn't give you a lot of context. It just yeah. You get right to it, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives you some window dressing in terms of a setting, I think, and that's about it. Yeah. We had hoped to go to a real Room Escape uh, game while on vacation again, but the day we were ready to go, they were all sold out. Of course. So maybe we'll do that again before I come back. We'll see if there's time. Yeah. Let's see. Moving up my list. Ah, I started the purring quest. It's a platformer where you're a cat and your objective is to find your owner. The man is uh, has lost his, just recently lost his wife and went on some sort and, he, and he's either distraught or went to find something that he felt was missing from his spirit. Mm-hmm. And as a cat, your objective is to go find where he went, and so you're just you're just starting you just go through the city and find him. So what kind of a game is it? It's a platformer. But you find other cats along the way who tell you how to find who, and you ask them, "Oh, did you see this person walk by?" You start off in the graveyard because that's the last place you saw him because he brought you with him. And he went to visit his late wife's grave. And there's a locket that drops and you went to pick and and you go to pick it up, but a crow takes it. Mm-hmm. And so your op- objective initially is to get the locket back and then find your owner. Okay. Yep. So I'm almost, I'm half, I'm more than halfway through. It's pretty- that's a lot more depth than I thought there was because whenever I would look over, it just seems like you run around picking up coins or something like that, Mario style, and then every now and then there's a dog. I pick up bones and then the dogs are essentially just my obstacles why does a cat need bones fish bones oh okay i think it's just for collection purposes so you have a motive so you can and there's achievements along the way for example in the first level there's achievement for breaking five urns in the graveyard Uh uh-huh sounds very video gamey to me it is video gamey but your motivations are already spelled out for you in the first chapter sure Mm mm-hmm with us going up the list, the 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 the, the donk. Uh, yeah, simple planes. What uh, two mm. word? Uh, one word. Simple mm-hmm. planes. Um, a plane building uh, game and also a flying game. So you, it's it's uh, Besiege meets Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, it kind of had like a. Uh, it kind of had a spore. Sort of a builder, creature builder sort of a yeah. theme to it, it looked like. Yeah, I tried to build a plane. First thing it does is it goes, pluck, falls on its ass because I made it too ass heavy enough. It mm-hmm. didn't front load well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that didn't work. I was inspired to buy it after I had played a few round, rounds of Besieged. Oh. Of course, I said, set fire to myself multiple times. I build a wooden uh, catapult driving self-driving vehicle and then mount these flamethrowers on it. Oh, yeah, Besieged, that's another ve- vehicle-building game. But that one is a little more structured, isn't it? Where you have a certain goal, and so you have to build a vehicle that will accomplish that goal, like smush this many guys or herd sheep into a pen or something. Yeah. But uh, you can build it however you want, and you can accomplish that goal any number of ways. But there's some ways that are easier than others. That's right. But Simple Planes, does it have a goal, or is it just you build some stuff and then you fly Sandbox it? mode. It's basically one big sandbox game. It has a specific uh, thing that you, you – a specific uh, mini games in it where you can fly through hoops or anything. That was the first time I ever did a flight simulator where I finished a uh, finished a tutorial and flew successfully mm. through the rings. Oh, good for you. I saw you struggling with that. I didn't realize you had passed it. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find flight simulators really rewarding. Sometimes they're too much bother for me to settle into, but this seems like a kind of a happy medium. And I mean, yeah. I was going to say that simple planes seem to have not really much point 
to it. But I guess what's the point of any flight simulator? You, you're you're there to fly, or any simulator for that matter. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a really a, it's more of a sandbox game than anything, but it still has specific modes for you to uh, complete uh, a uh, single objective. Yeah, well, I mean, like some and there's in into the to another extent, it even has a weapons mode where you add in weapons so you can do like dog, sky uh, dog fights. Oh, with what AI? Yeah. Uh, aerial dogfights. Okay. Like you shoot down computer-controlled enemies? Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Do they fight back? Yeah. Okay, cool. I haven't tried it yet, but that's what I've seen. I looked at it quickly. Hmm. Let's see, moving That up. sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Moving up the list. I bought a bunch of games, but I'm not going to go into them. Oh. I finally got another game. and A, a, a game similar to Ace Attorney called Aviary Attorney. I made it through the first chapter. A lot darker than the uh, Ace, uh, Ace of Attorney series. Ace Attorney being like Gabriel, uh, Phoenix, Wright, Phoenix Wright and uh, Apollo Justice and right. the uh, and, uh, and then uh, the uh, Edgeworth series. Right. The yeah. art style of these games, Aviary Attorney, is really interesting. They're kind of like Rembrandt style etchings. Yeah. Or like old, like New Yorker cartoon, like black and white newspaper style Yeah, cartoon, 19th sort of. century cartoon. Yeah, very attractive actually. And it seems really tongue-in-cheek. You having a good time with that one? Yes. You got at least one or two missions in, didn't you? I got one mission in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back and complete another one, which is nice because it's one story and then you're done that story. You're like, good, I can play play something else and then I go back and I don't feel like I've lost anything. So what do you do in that game exactly? Um, You investigate a scene and then... And then you go to court and you try and prove your client's innocence. Which is interesting because the first client I had... I proved her innocent, yet she confesses to me afterwards that she's not. Oh, neat. Yeah. So I guess you'll see then whether uh, the story continues from case to case, whether there's some like overarching yep. themes to it or whatever, or whether the each case is related to the last. I got Call of Duty uh, Infinite Warfare. I played the first bit, but I haven't continued since, but I will be finishing that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I, I played that too. I bought that too, and I finished that. Oh, I liked it a lot. Um, the last couple of Call of Duties, what were they? Advanced Warfare, and I don't remember what came before that. Uh, Ghost. Ghosts, yes. Oh, and no, Black Ops 3, Advanced Warfare, and Ghost. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Advanced Warfare and Ghost, and Black Ops 3, sure. All three of those disappointed me to, like, more than a little bit. So, um, for whatever reason, but they sold, like, gangbusters. For whatever reason, Infinite Warfare is selling very poorly, and I don't really know why, whether it's... A competition thing with Battlefield 1 or Titanfall or something. I don't really know why it's not selling well, but uh, it's weird to see Activision and Infi- Infinity War desperate for sales. They reduced it by half, so we got the game for 30 bucks. Yep. Um, and I liked it very much. I was really surprised how much I really, really enjoyed Infinite Warfare. So it has the usual Rudy Tootie Shooty stuff where you're running around, you're following some guy who will open a door for you when he's good and ready and he's told you his life story. <laughs> um, but in addition to that, there's other ground mission sort of stuff where you have to be sneaky and you're disguised as one of the enemy and you have to make sure that you don't uh, give yourself away as someone different. Um, and the sneaky stuff is not very different from other sneaky kinds of games, but I found it a lot easier than other games, which is a good thing because I have no tolerance for sneaky stuff usually. Um, what I really, really liked, though, which was a nice, uh, uh, it was a nice, uh, pace, uh, differentiator, is that it has these kind of Wing Commander-style spaceship dogfighting 
uh, aspects to it. Interestingly enough, I think you don't have to do very much of it uh, to complete the main story, but you get a mission board, kind of a la RPG, like side missions, where you do like a 20-minute side mission. And most, or maybe all of those, involve the ship-to-ship combat. And it's really, it really is Wing Commander style. You control it with the mouse and the keyboard, just like first-person person shooter. Um, and you have, uh, like, a, you, you can um, outfit your little spacecraft with different dogfighting weapons at the beginning of each mission. And the more missions you do, the more you uncover other technologies that you can add or swap on your uh, dogfighting spaceship. I found it really rewarding. It's extremely beautiful. Very, very attractive. It's basically the best-looking Wing Commander game that you've played. Or I say that not having played um, Star Citizen in a while. But it's unbelievably gorgeous and very, very well-balanced. Uh, had a really good time with it. Uh, I really do recommend Infinite Warfare, believe it or not. Even if uh, you've been bored with Call of Duty for some time. Um, if you've been looking for one to pick up, especially thanks to the lower price, this is the one, I would say. I had a great time with it. I finished it in just a few days. I couldn't put it down. All right, what else you got? Yeah. So next on the list, oh, I haven't played it yet, but I heard Robert Menace talking about this one, Fran Bose, and I was curious about it, and I picked it up during the sale. Oh, you bought that. I've heard mixed things about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to try, so we'll give that a shot. Yeah, sure. We'll play it together. Mm-hmm. Um... I bought a few other things. Um, oh, <laughs> I did play one of my usual find the shit games, and this one for some reason made Brian rather angry. <laughs> it was oh. just so conf- it, he did not respond well to it while he's playing it. Oh, which is kind of usually what I do. True, but... but this was Christmas Adventure Candy Storm. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Typing it out, tell these nice people why I hate it. <laughs> it made absolutely no sense, as you more so than usual. <laughs> so it has like the room escape kind of mechanics, sort of, where you have to like combine some items or do something to proceed in the story, right? Yeah. But it would there'd be like I don't know, there'd be like a door with two empty shapes that look like strawberries. And you would plug real strawberries <laughs> into the door, and that's how the door would open. It just kind of defies the logic and the workings of reality and so much. Yeah. One of the puzzles had you make making gathering materials so the old so one of three old ladies could make little yeah. jumpers for the uh, birds outside. Jumpers. What kind of uh, limey are you? The freaking <laughs> sweatshirt dude, a sweater. It's a, it's a uh, sweater. Knitted sweater. You say jumpers, I think of like a pogo stick. <laughs> Actually, when I used to think of jumper, I thought of um a girl's piece of clothing. It had like straps, and we would go. It was like a dress, but it went over another shirt. Oh yeah. A jumper was uh, usually plaid, and it was uh, and it was, but it didn't. It wasn't high enough that you could wear it without a shirt underneath. It was plaid, and it came. And the skirt started just under about midsection, but it had straps that connected it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So basically, this game made him infuriated, and I had to make jumpers for birds. Oh, what else pissed me off about that game? That game made me so angry with um, its ridiculous, arbitrary logic. <laughs> oh, wasn't there something with, like, ice cubes or something? I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, I had to melt stuff in the fridge. I had to melt stuff everywhere. Walk around. Fish. I had to I go, continually go outside to fill this, like, co- this little teacup full of water so I could make You made, like, pudding or something? Yeah, in an oven. Oh. <laughs> 
I, I wish I could, I don't know, I blocked it from my mind. If I could better recall the ridiculous moon logic that they impose on you, I could I could insult it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian got us a game called Half Dead. Oh, yeah. How long did we play that for? Uh, 11 minutes. Oh, man, did this make a good first impression on you? So it's supposed to be... It's a game where you're like a convict or something and you're on a TV show and you can win your freedom by getting to the end. Something like that. Yeah. And so every room that you walk into may or may not be trapped and like a trap will kill you and that's the end of it and uh, whoever gets farther wins the game. Mm -hmm. um, so you walk into a room and you look carefully to see whether there's a trap and chances are it's too late and you get smushed. So Bianca and I took like two steps and we both got skewered by spikes and she's like, oh, this is awesome. Let's play some more. It was like literally two seconds that we played. Yeah. So um, then we realized that there seems to be only one other interactive mechanic in the game, and that's that you can take off one of your shoes and throw it. So you have two shoes. You can throw a shoe and see whether that sets off a trap. And if it does, then it usually disintegrates your shoe. Yeah. So that's about it. We like got killed by lava. We got killed by fire. Skeletons. We, did we get killed by skeletons? I don't remember. I did. I got I got my head munched. We, we played very little of it, and it got very old very fast, but it, it amused me greatly for the great impression that it made on Bianca so soon. So uh, I was happy to happy to have bought it for a, a buck or whatever. Yeah. Go for it. Next up is It's a Wipe. Oh, yeah. This is a, uh, um, I would say it's a guild management type game. It is. And you uh, and it simulates raids. It's just like and it, and after playing a few of them, it's I'm like, this is just like a real raid. I thought so too. So people go AF the the um the, you manage the guild and the players in the guild and the players will go AFK. The switch rolls. They start or they'll start doing really stupid shit. At one point, I'm like, what the fuck is my rogue doing tanking? Yeah, so it's a lot like a dungeon crawling RPG. Like, action RPG, like, when I say action RPG, I don't mean, like, Diablo, I mean, like, I have the Beholder, maybe. The sort of uh, RPG where it's a turn-based thing, and you have a party, and you set your party against uh, enemies, and you get loot, and you upgrade your characters by giving them loot. So, you control... How do we put this exactly? You're a, you're not... You don't directly control your party, you kind of give them suggestions, like, everybody... If you're standing in fire, get out of it. Or you do this. Or all the ranged DPS should stop fighting for one turn. You kind of give them a general instruction. And they mostly obey you, but you're not controlling the characters. You're, like, giving instructions to the would-be players who are controlling the characters on this, like, supposed massively multiplayer game or whatever. It's like playing World of Warcraft and being a guild leader, sort of. So sometimes people, your, your guild mates, will just decide not to follow your instructions. Sometimes a healer will get bored and start to damage the enemy and not heal just because they, they, they are getting antsy. Um, uh, then when you uh, finally kill a boss, when you kill a monster and it drops like weapons and uh, armor and stuff like that, you have to distribute it amongst your group. And... Uh, similar to, I guess, like a dating simulator sort of a thing. Each of your guildmates has a happiness meter, and they'll get jealous of each other if you give someone too much loot and not enough to another person. Or uh, sometimes they get tired of, uh, of fighting, of doing raids, and you have to take a day off, or you have to spend a day talking to one of your teammates 
just to hear their problems and let them vent for a while so that they're happy and fresh and ready to go for the next yep. night. It's super clever. My gosh, how much of this game have I played? I bought it kind of as a joke for myself, thinking, you know, it sounds like a, a clever little uh, idea. But it's actually a genuinely terrific game. It, it's it, a I played it for four hours. Damn! Wow. I've only played it for an hour, but I think I might go back and play some more. Uh, me too. It's very rewarding. It's, it's, It starts off simple, but little by little it gets a little bit more complicated. And you can redo old fights to, to continue to get the gear from those bosses. Or you can try your luck at slightly more difficult ones, and it tells you whether a fight is beginner, medium, or hard difficulty. And the morale of your group depends on how far you get into a, a raid and whether you kill all the bosses and all that kind of stuff. It is super clever, and I will very, very highly recommend this yeah. game. It's a wipe. Yep. Yeah. And after every fight, every time you die a boss, you have an option to continue to the next one or to or to stop there, just like a real raid. So if you know that your team will do will get through it just fine, then you continue. Otherwise, you distribute the loot and call it a day. And call it a day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. I have a few more on my list. I got some basic games, more, you know, find this stuff because I'm bored and I like looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. I uh, finally, I got the newest Walking Dead game. The Walking Dead, A New Frontier. This is season three. Oh, I just, Telltale. Yeah, I just completed the first chapter. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, no, like the first part of, the, of chapter one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's another episodic game where I think they give you the first two chapters or something and the yeah. others will be released in a while. Yeah. Seems like more of the same. Uh, I don't know if I'll buy this one. I bought the other ones. I'm the one who got you into it, as I recall. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick to death of the zombies. I'm so bored of zombies. Mm-hmm. But I... Yeah, I don't know. Like, like The other ones I enjoyed very much, but I feel like I've kind of had enough of that yeah. somehow. I'll watch you play. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you played the other games, the, other, the previous ones in the series, it looks like you know what to expect. Yeah. But we haven't played it enough to say that definitively yet. I still have to finish the uh, side one of uh, The Walking Dead Michonne. Oh, you didn't finish that? I have like one chapter to go. Oh, I thought you finished it. Nope. I still have to finish it because I was waiting for stuff to come out, so it kind of fell wayward when I, uh, because I was waiting for the last episode to come out. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll happen. Yep. You've uh, played Grim Dawn for a bit. Yeah, I did. I just picked it up again. They just released some kind of uh, expansion content. They have um, something for free and something uh, paid. I kickstarted this game, and we got it for relatively cheap, so I just bought the expansion for both of us. It's just like four bucks or something each, um, just to support them a little bit. So I'll give that a try. It sounds like the expansion is just like an arena battle sort of a thing. Uh, where it's an alternative way to level up your character. You don't have to go through the maps and through the through the story and all of that. It's just another way to fight, 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 which sounds like fun. I tried to get it started, and for whatever reason, I couldn't get it to work. But uh, I'll try that again. But I played. I made a new character and played a little bit through the, the campaign. And I'm sure I've said this before. I can't really put my finger on what makes a good Diablo-style action RPG, but... Uh, this game, Grim Dawn, totally has it. It's very uh, engrossing. It's really rewarding and a lot of fun. Wasn't it made by the same people who made Titan Quest? Correct. Former, formerly known as Iron Lore, who uh, didn't sell Titan Quest very well when it was new and they disbanded. But uh, since it's been on sale a whole bunch, it's sold extremely well. So they capitalized on that popularity and they did a Kickstarter, which was very successful, and now they've... 
release the full game, and people seem to be very happy with it. So I hope that they get lots of success. So Grim Dawn, very highly recommended if you're in the mood for a Diablo-style game and you don't really feel like playing Diablo for whatever reason. Diablo 3 is fantastic as yes. well. And I believe they're having their 20th anniversary coming up, and so there's some events in that. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. It sounds like in celebration of the 20th anniversary of Diablo, which will be December 31st of this year, they're having little events in all of their games. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, Overwatch, Starcraft 2, and World of Warcraft. And Diablo as well. Mm-hmm. So, just to summarize, I mean, it sounds like nothing special in uh, World of Warcraft. They're going to have some Diablo enemies out in the world for some reason. I mean, the latest expansion for World of Warcraft, Legion, is all about demons from, like, the evil place or whatever. So, it's not a stretch to put the Diablo guys there, I guess. True. But, um, and they have kind of cross-references in terms of their various properties. Like, for a long time, I was using a sword, Thunder Fury, what was the whole name of it? Yeah, the Thunder Fury. I forget the name too. It's just no, it's a fa- it's like a notable Warcraft universe sword that f- was for some reason in the Diablo game. Yeah, so I used that for a while. Yeah, the Thunder Fury falls in line with Illidan's glaives for its for its well no- for its uh, notability. Yeah, some notori- some notorious kind of a weapon. Anyway, Diablo three sounds like it's getting the best celebration of its twentieth anniversary, its own twentieth anniversary. Um, they are sort of releasing this kind of a reimagined version of Diablo 1 that you play in Diablo 3 and it uses the Diablo 3 engine. I don't have a lot of details on it, but it's a limited time thing, I believe. Venture through a reimagined version of the original Cathedral in Diablo 3 and keep an eye out for some some familiar items. Oh yeah, old co-host Chris and I, hi Chris, uh, talked about uh, multiplayer games once and I talked about uh, in Diablo 1 the uh, armor that everybody wanted for their warrior was called the Godly Plate of the Whale. <laughs> so I'm wondering whether that will yeah, find... Yeah, that's tail. Sure it does. <laughs> of course it does. So I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see whether that finds its way into this reimagining thing. So that's cool. I'll look forward to that. I loved Diablo 1. Not so much Diablo 2. Love Diablo 1, love Diablo 3. We'll oh yeah, wasn't goes. Diablo 2 done by Sierra? There was an expansion for Diablo 1 called Hellfire. That was created by Sierra. I don't know whether it's considered canonical. Diablo 2 was made again by Blizzard. Oh, okay. I was trying to remember which one was what. Yeah, it was peculiar that they kind of farmed out the expansion pack. I think it was just like a level pack, basically. It had story, Uh but it was just mostly more of the same. Mm -hmm. Ah, here we go. We're finally getting to a game that I'm almost finished playing, and I've recommended to Brian. And I bought it. And I am strongly recommending to you good listeners. I bought it on your recommendation, but let's hear about it. The Turing Test. This is a cross. It would be like a cross between Space Odyssey 2000 and Portal. Because your your name is Ava Turing. Your objective is to find the science team on a base on Europa orbiting, I believe it's Mars? Or, oh. What is Europa? Europa? Is that... Um, is that... Um, is it Jupiter or Mars? Saturn or Jupiter? Yeah, let's look that up. Europa Moon. That's the Jupiter. Okay, yeah. So you're on. You're in this. You're, you're orbit. You're in the space on Europa, orbiting Jupiter, and your objective is to find this science team. To get there, you have to go through a series of um, convolute of tests of uh, not tests, but uh, just like locked doors and. 
You don't use portals, but you, you but you you but you have a gun that accomplishes something very similar to the portals. You take like balls of energy off of other stuff to make other to off of like one thing in a wall to make something else move. So like power sources? Yeah. Regenerators, yeah. Yep, and you have all and you and you still have cube, but they're not a companion cube. It's a little more it's like a yeah, metal bucket that you move. It's really cute and when you drop it it goes clang. <laughs> there are big magnets on the ceiling. Similar physics, but you don't have Gladys to deal with, so you don't have any of that malevolent taunting and uh, stoic indifference. No, but there is somebody you talk to, it seems yes, like. Yes, you have Tom. He is an AI, and he and uh, he tries to convince you that uh, your mission is noble and that you're doing all this right stuff. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're go- as the player is sitting there going, I don't fucking care, Tom. I don't care what you think. You're wrong. And no, my mission isn't noble. And at the end, I am going to do whatever I want. Hmm. And throughout the game, you find these notes left by the other by the uh, Europa's team. And you eventually get at one point halfway through the game, you get into the crew quarters. And you can look around, and you get this idea that um, Tom is not necessarily benevolent, and that he may be uh, working to control the thoughts of the team. And so they hid themselves away and cut off the surveillance equipment because they they don't want. The AI to control them as much as they as, as he's been doing. Hmm. But then when you encounter when you first encounter the um, the uh, Europa team, the first person you talk to says, "Oh, are you sure you're not being manipulated by Tom?" Hmm. So you're you're so the thing is you're wondering, are you also a computer that's been in a that's in like a human type humanoid type form, or are you a real person? Hmm. There's every level has a side puzzle and. The re- and the side puzzles are a little trickier than others because you have very few items that you can use, and so you have to figure out how to manipulate your environment to uh, achieve your goals. So it's a first-person puzzle game. Yeah, but you can't create portals, but you can, but you can manip- but you move balls of energy to open and close doors. Hmm. So it sounds kind of halfway between Portal and Half-Life in that way. You have the gravity gun that does energy ball puzzles in Half-Life. Yes. Yeah, it looked like I just uh, glancing over it here and there. It kind of looked like. A lot of very familiar stuff, like it borrows heavily from other puzzle games, it seems, for better or for worse. It's not the end of the world, but it seemed to me like they, they were borrowing heavily from established games of yeah. the type. You have, and there's four kinds, there's four colors of energy balls, and each one has a different thing when it's put in. Like, for example, blue will always keep stuff open. Green will open and close at a regular fit pace. Mm-hmm. Purple kind of is like erratically, is like erratic. And red is a timed one. So um, let's say you want to make something move, but you only have one ball of energy. You would fire the red ball into the electrical source, move over to where you have to go, let's say a, a moving platform. After a while, the timer will go up, the pa- and then the platform will rise up and take you where you need to go. kind of sounds like a more physical version of human resource machine, which was like based on assembly language, and it had like... And an or and XOR and like logic gate kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of sounds like by your description. Yeah, I, and then one of the puzzles that one of the side puzzles had a similar logic where you had these where you had uh, all four colored balls and you had to figure out where to use them in their best order. Mm-hmm. And each of these side puzzles would take you to something else that uh, tells you a bit about the team or I gave you something to think about. Mm-hmm. And each of these uh, side puzzles was in a room called restricted, so you couldn't bring anything out of it. And you couldn't bring anything into it. But you could pass through. That's right out of Portal as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So give it a try. I won't try. I will not spoil the, t the story. But yes, I had finished. I just finished chapter five, and there's seven chapters. Oh, cool! I'll give it a try too. I mean, even if it uh, borrows liberally from other games, those are pretty much games that I enjoyed very much, and I I wouldn't be upset to have more content for a game like that. So exactly, I'll give it a try. Mm -hmm. It's like music. If you give an artist you like, and other people are inspired by them, they make their own they make their own original version based on somebody else's work. No, you're talking my language. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it derivative, but I would call it inspired. Okay, okay. I believe there's an important distinction between those things. Mm -hmm. I was worried it was derivative, so... No, I would, say it's in I would say it's heavily inspired, but not derivative. Okay, fair enough. Because the mechanics are different. For example, you're not jumping through these uh, gravity-defying holes. Right. But you do have to do some interesting things. Like, you can't just... You, you don't always just put a block down on a pressure block. Sometimes you have to... I had, for one puzzle, I had to kick it down the stairs and then run through the door quickly. Mm. Timer-based, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else you got? Let's see. We'll skip over these two. Ah, here we go. This is a good one. Zup! Oh, yeah. I found this one. It was in my... Uh, Zup! 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 It was in my discovery queue with the Steam sale. It, they, they have these... Well, you, uh, any day you can view a discovery queue on Steam, and that's how it determines what games you're interested in and which ones it should skip. Mm -hmm. So it recommended this one to me called Zup! Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Zup! So, uh, you you describe it. This is your list of games. Very true. Uh, it's a puzzle game, but not your average puzzle game. You you have three colored blocks. Yellow, blue, and red. The yellow act as your launchers. The blue is the block you need to move into the goal. And red blocks explode. It's a physics game, and so you want to move your uh, blue block so that it uh, touches down on the final surface, usually a green surface. Mm -hmm. And you just go through every puzzle and, and there's just different ways of doing it. Although some physics are predictable and easily uh, recreated, others aren't. And some and uh, not every block that explodes will have the same result. So you have to figure out which block which block to explode in which order. And you have to, and some of them are even like you have to uh, maintain momentum to get it going. Yeah, it's like explodey physics puzzles, basically. Mm -hmm. I thought it was brilliant. The whole game, uh, the whole game was like twenty minutes long or something. Oh, you have forty-two minutes. I think I got stuck and I got frustrated. I think you were chatting with your mom and I during that. Let me see. Zup. I finished it in twenty minutes. The whole thing. And when I say finish it, this game has like. The most ridiculous achievements earned per minute rate I've ever seen. I finished the game in 20 minutes. I got every achievement. There's 118 achievements that I got in 20 minutes. There's an achievement for clicking the help button at the start screen. There's an Let's achievement. not give too many of these away. Yeah, I'm just giving the basic ones, the ones that are very obvious. Okay. Uh, there's an achievement just for clicking, uh, like just for starting the game. I think I had about 12 achievements... In the first 60 like seconds. when I clicked my first mouse button in on the first screen, more or less, of, yeah. of the game. Like, literally, about 12 achievements. It's yeah, just and, so funny. Yeah. It's, and there's an achievement every time you finish a level. And there's an achievement every time you start a level. You get two achievements for starting one level, starting it and finishing it. Mm -hmm. So, it was really clever. It's very, very well designed. I just uh, described it to, uh, to uh, Ben Chandler. Hi, Ben. Um, as the perfect example of the game design uh, philosophy of small input, big output. So that means, you know, you click your button, you 
explode one block, and that causes a big chain reaction, and it plays out this whole kind of a ba- physics ballet for you. That's your so you get a really yeah. big reward for just clicking a single button. Mm-hmm. For the most part, you click one button, and it's all about which one you click, and when you click it, and under what circumstances. Sometimes there's multiple things to click. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's not, and sometimes. Uh... You click one block and nothing happens. Sometimes you click another block and everything goes everywhere. That's right. So there's a sequel as well called Zup2. Zup2. We bought it as a bundle. It's discounted heavily right now. I think it was like $1.60 Canadian for both games. Mm-hmm. And there's free DLC for both as well, which supposedly adds more levels, but either it's bundled into the base game or I don't know where you find it now. Yeah. But... I loved these games. Between the two of them, the second one took me, I think, 40 minutes or so, or 30 minutes. So it's about an hour to finish both of the games. For a buck sixty, that's a very good value. Yeah, 65 minutes for me to play this game, but I was but, talking to somebody else and getting frustrated. That's right, yeah, yeah. But it, I found it extremely enjoyable, very pleasurable, very rewarding and, like, tactile. And, you know, physics you, sa- physics sandbox is a fun thing to kind of watch clickety-clank its way until it uh, settles down. Mm-hmm. So putting that into a puzzle game. But what's interesting is the first one uses a square blue block that you have to move into your end goal. The second one uses a blue circle, so that rolls, and so that creates different physics, so you have to be careful with that one. Yeah, it's a small, it's quite a small difference, but sometimes they use it to affect. But the the, the difference in physics makes the uh, game different, Mm -hmm. the way it acts. Let's see, the first one has 118 achievements. The second one, sub 2, has 229 achievements, so... Per minute, the uh, ratio of achievements... Oh my gosh, you're right. 229. The other one has 118. So in an hour, I scored myself like almost 400 achievement points. But I did max them both out 100%, which is... I can count. Of. I can count on two hands the number of games that I've maxed out to, mm-hmm. uh, to 100%. Yeah. So for, for me to do two of them says a lot about how, how much fun they are. Yep, and I had even figured out a couple of achievements he didn't have, and he, so he went back to get them. This is the first time I've ever seen him actively pursue a hundred percent completion. It's on very anything. rare. I did it again recently as well. I'll figure it out later, which was the other one that I did it on. Unless you can remember off the top of your head. You oh yes, I, I do remember, and I'll talk about it later on. Okay, it's a game that uh, that Ben bought for me. Thank mm. you, Ben. Let's see, going up my list. Oh, yes. You're fed up with me playing this, but I'm enjoying it. Heart's Medicine, A Time to Heal. I'm a little fed up, but not that badly. You've played worse. Yeah. This one is not your typical... It's a casual game, but it's not fine to shit. This is Time Management. Yeah, which is a genre I used to absolutely love. I like it now. But I don't love it anymore. This was a good one, just because they, it was good. polished, and I found that the difficulty was consistent. The only thing that changed was just knowing where everything is and being able to uh, do the challenges at the same time. Like every level had a specific challenge, so if you could do the uh, challenge and get the three stars, that was pretty. That was good. Otherwise, uh, you could uh, do one and do the other. And for every level, there was a stupid hamster that you would have to find. Because uh, one of the characters who ran the pharmacy had a hamster. Mm. Okay, I'll backtrack. Please. <laughs> Heart's Medicine is set in a hospital. You're an intern by the name of Allison. You're supposed to, for your internship, start and go to surgery. But at the same time, another intern arrives and the surgeon gets fed up and sends you to um, the clinic. Where you're, uh, you're, you're start off in a clinic where you just have people come in and you have to treat them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, there's just there's an active story that's happening, and 
it's actually an in-depth story with a bit of, and it's not, and it goes a lot deeper than I would have expected for such a casual game. Mm-hmm. So, Heart's Medicine, dash, time to heal. Because, um, one of the, uh, because you, oh, there's just this, there's a lot of, uh, darker stuff than I would have thought. For example, they have a little child who comes in, her father's had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And you have to help him, you have to help and uh, him and uh, watch over him and provide care while caring for these patients, the steady stream of patients coming into the ward. It's very soap opera sounding. Yeah, it is. It's like soap opera light while you do this time management casual game. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's pretty well made for a casual game. It has like little mini games and about keeping all your people happy and getting them from the beginning of a pro- procedure to the end while doing it expediently and taking care of little minutia. Mm-hmm. And the challenges are all different. For example, the most recent one I'm doing is you cannot. I cannot pick up the same item twice in a row. So if I have two people come in who both need the same thing, I can I have to pick up the item, pick up something else, and then pick up the new the same item again. Mm-hmm. Or I have to find the hamster like tw- it pops up fifty times because the hamster has fifty friends. Mm. That was a cute one. I know this isn't a game... Uh, okay, next game on my list is not one that I bought recently. I've had it for quite some time. And I had left it alone because I was frustrated with it. The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. I, I just recently picked it back up again. And, well, you know, I spooged achievements. So I suddenly figured out how to play it. You sure did. That's what happened to me, too. I told you. I don't know whether you believed me at the time. It's the kind of game where you'll play it a whole bunch and you'll run into a brick wall. And you just leave it for a month or two or six. Mm-hmm. And you come back and you're suddenly better. Yep. So you got lots of achievements lately. You must have gotten at least 10 achievements in that game lately, huh? Yeah, I think so. Let's see what we got here scrolling through my list. Come on, I gotta see where it is. Okay. Uh, uh, come on, where is it? Should show up my recent activities. Oh! Oh yeah, I got uh, one of the more easy ones, which pissed me off, which I wish I'd gotten sooner, which was uh, Super Meat Boy. Oh, I've never yeah. gotten all four of the meat cubes to make Meat Boy on that game. Well, that one's not a matter of easy or hard. That just happens by chance. Yeah. And I think in the first Binding of Isaac, and maybe in this one too, I got those the legitimate way. Or no, I got Bandage Girl in this one. But yeah, you just have to pick up the same the same item like four times from the beginning of the short game to the end. So it's very random whether the same item drops four times. It's extremely rare that it happens. Extremely rare. Oh. So I told her a way that she could get that and make it happen. What's this? Um, just I just happened to be looking through to figure out what, how many achievements I got, and I found a screenshot from the first game I meant from one of the other games I mentioned. Oh, I'm having a Christmas crap. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. Remember the little birds with the ZS sweaters. Okay. Oh, speaking of Binding of Isaac, by the way, there's a new expansion, a full expansion, coming out in a week. Uh, Afterbirth is the current one. Yeah. I forget what it's called now. I forget what the new one's called, but it's going to be great. Of course it's going to be great. Oh, I found, okay, so I think I've unlocked at least four achievements, and I finally unlocked Mom's Knife for Binding of Isaac. Yeah, well, you did a whole bunch of challenges, and you beat a bunch of content, and... Mm-hmm. Whatever. You a whole bunch of stuff. Whatever. Oh, yeah, I got almost a dozen achievements, which is amazing for me. Mm-hmm. I love achievements. And finally, I, ha- I haven't played this yet, but I actually, yes, I did play on Brian's computer. And then I got it for myself, or rather, he got it for me. Abzu! Abzu! With with a carrot on top of the U. Oh, yes, it is a carrot, yeah. 
So it's Abzu is made by the team who made Journey and a few other games. I think they made Flower as well for PlayStation. And this kind of has some similarities. I never played either of those, but I know of them and I've seen them in action. Um, Abzu, you're a deep sea diver and you're swimming around in the sea and you're swimming with fish and suddenly you find a little helper robot and it accompanies you for a while. And it's very ambient, it seems. There's exploration and there's like a series of moments that occur where things happen and you're a part of it. It's like a very in-the-moment sort of a game. I don't know if there's a story. I don't know if there's much of a point other than getting from the beginning to the end. There's achievements, which is unfortunate, I think, because when an achievement pops up in this extremely beautiful, serene game, it's totally jarring and takes me out of the fantasy. But it's super, super pretty. Yeah, one achievement and it calls it jarring. Uh, well, there's 12 achievements. Sure, but so only one popped up for you. I know, but that's all it takes. Because I was really absorbed in like the beautiful scenery and the setting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're deep sea diving, there's all these colorful fish everywhere, and if you get close to them, then sometimes they swim with you and they swirl all around the camera. And Very, very, very pretty game. And really kind of simplistic, stylized graphics. Kind of posterized, I guess I would call it. Or like, you know, very little, low, low detail but really colorful and fluid, no pun intended, uh, animations. It's it's a pleasant kind of a diversion. I'll get back into it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you should give it a try. I'm going to play it. It's, it's six fifty Canadian right now, probably 5 bucks US yeah. on sale. And I know it's that you were using it with your Steam controller, which made it interesting. Oh, I haven't talked about my Steam controller yet. I will do that later on. Why don't you, in fact, I'm thinking, why don't you finish your list? We're an hour in. Yep, I finish your I'm, list and, oh. I'm done my list. Are I you think- sure? Well, unless I want to talk about Sims and the uh, City one, but I haven't played that enough to say anything oh, concrete. No. I thought you had one or two more on your Steam recently. Uh, no, I haven't, but those, those were things I bought but I hadn't played. I see. So okay. I've got more games than I mentioned, but I'm only talk only really talked about things that were interesting or ones I've actually finished or played. Okay. Well, I'm thinking since we're an hour in, to give us another motivation to record another podcast soon, why don't we leave my list of games that I played recently for the next show? Uh, sure, we can do that, unless you want to mention anything specific. Uh, you stink. That's it. I hate your guts. Okay, good. I'm glad we've gotten this out in the air. Me too. Okay, folks, we did it. We recorded a thing just like we did with no problem for for a long, long time. Yeah. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I want to read it today. Okay. It's been a while. So, thank you so much for sticking with us. We apologize again for the very, very long, unannounced hiatus that we took. No, we're not we gonna, <laughs> We're not going to make any promises about the frequency of publication in the future, but we'll do our best not to let it go for so long. And as always, if you'd like to show, sh- uh, join us on the show as a co-host, or if you'd like to suggest a topic or something, we didn't really have one today, yeah. um, you're much more than welcome. If you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason whatsoever, you can reach, reach us on the web, squarefm.demodulated.com. You can get us by email, squarefm at demodulated.com. And on Twitter, we are at SquareWavesFM. So, hooray for us. We actually did this thing. Yes, we did. We're really, really happy to be talking to you guys again. We'd love to hear from you, as always. Yes, and we do. we hope things have been as good for you lately as they have been for us. So, we're wishing you well, and we'll talk to you again in the not-too-distant future. Most likely in the new year, since it's so close to there anyway. Since it's two days away? Yeah, I yeah. think that's a safe assumption. Yep. So, I'm looking forward to having our brapples for new year. Oh, okay, brapples. <laughs> Yeah, we should tell them about Brapples. Okay, let's close off with a story about Brapples. Okay. So, we were watching an 
a a Japanese language show called the uh, Wakakosake about it's about this single woman who works in an office and often goes out to eat food and drink by herself. And well, when we say often, that's basically the show. Yeah. This woman goes out to eat and drink by herself. The end. Yeah. That is literally every episode. Except for the... Oh, except, except for one ever. And yeah. that happened to be the one after describing the premise to your mother. The one we, that we watched the only episode that didn't <laughs> adhere to it. Yeah. So she, so the uh, female protagonist at home, she has a bottle of wine. Because she has a lot of booze. I know. Oh my gosh, did she drink a lot in this episode? It's a live action... There, there is a... It, there was a manga of this. I then did. there was an animated short where every episode was two minutes long. And now there's a live action one that we've we've seen the the or not the mob but we've seen all of those iterations of this yeah. story. There's a live action one where the story is 20 minutes long. Yeah. So for this one, she uh, is decide she uh, decide to make her own meal at home, and her stew is taking too long to cook. So she uh, looks at her bottle of Italian wine, ooh la la, mm-hmm. and decides that she needs a sophisticated Italian dish to go with it. And because she's listening to Italian music, it has to, it, it'll be perfect. It fits the theme. So she starts off with olives. She puts uh, uh, oil on it and some basil with some salt and eats it while having a glass of wine. Then so that eats up about four minutes of the show. We watch her prepare and then eat this food. Yeah. That's a significant part of that show. That There's not really any story. There's a very little story, and sometimes they have a, a moral or something, yeah. but... Not always. So this is an example of the content of the show. She makes some olives and eats them. <laughs> yeah. Then. I forget what the second thing she I think made. then she finishes drinking a whole bottle of wine by herself <laughs> and decides to start drinking beer. Whis- uh, no, whiskey. Oh, is it whiskey first? Yeah. yeah. She make- no, she makes whiskey at the end. Yeah, it was the beer. Yeah. And she eats some nuts. Yeah. She eats nuts and describes each one and how they go so well with beer. And all the while she is cooking a stew. And so she's bored waiting for the stew to cook, so she drinks way too much alcohol and eats a whole other meal <laughs> worth of food. Skinny little twig woman. <laughs> That's right. So after her nuts and beer, then she pours the whiskey, and she's like, oh, whiskey is fancy. I need a fancy snack. And so she recalls this thing called brapples. Mm-hmm. Would you like to describe it? We went shopping for these things today. We're going to make them on New Year's Eve. Yep, and we even have a little platter put them on. A little platter with birdies oh, yeah. on it. Yeah, ooh la la. So, brapples. <laughs> Brapples. You start with a Ritz cracker on the bottom or a buttery, a little salty cracker. Just something that's salt. It's pretty solid. You don't want a Trisket or anything. You want like a Ritz style cracker. Whatever the Japanese facsimile of Ritz is, I guess. Yeah. Um, then you want the next layer is brie. You want a brie cheese. They even advise not to have anything strong. Like blue is no, 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 no blue because it's just such an overwhelming cheese. So we got a nice brie for this. A Danish brie, actually. Mm-hmm. The other ones were too big, so I found this nice little box. So we, so it's Ritz cracker, brie. Next, you have an apple. We usually buy Granny Smith's, and I thought just for a flavor profile, the Granny Smith would be too sour. And so I got a um, one that's called Ambrosia. I'm not sure what other flavor that it would be for other people, but it's typically. A, but I've had it before, and it's a super sweet apple. And I thought just for the for the flavor we're going for, it would be a nice compliment. And then it goes on top of that is maple syrup. And pistachios. Mm-hmm. And then you eat it as one. I'm going... This yeah, is it's like one little bite-sized cracker or yep. sandwich kind of a thing. Yep. It looked really yummy. It looked really yummy, and I hope I can uh, do it. I hope I prepare it right. Mm-hmm. And, we will be accom- and that will be accompanied by ice wine, a Canadian delicacy. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Not, it, there's very few regions in the world where this can grow, and being in uh, Ontario, we are very fortunate to be just a couple of hours from uh, the Niagara. Uh, Niagara on the Lake, which is a perfect valley for growing these uh, grapes that make ice wine. Yeah, close to Niagara Falls. Yeah. These grapes are actually harvested in January and February when it's the coldest possible weather. And then they're pressed then where they're nice and cold, and it just brings out the super sweetness of the grapes. Yeah, didn't they say that they even harvest them, like, after midnight because it's even colder then? Yeah. And they, they harvest these frozen grapes, and they have to grow the grapes in a certain way so that they're juicy enough and the the right size that they will get frozen but not break off of the vine because they're too heavy there's a whole science behind it yeah so there's very few places where it grows if any besides niagara and the lake and niagara peninsula yeah i think it's really only ontario pretty much it was an ontario invention as far as i know so yeah. it's because they can only do it under very specific conditions uh it's more expensive so we it's just a new year's treat for ourselves that we're gonna enjoy but it makes it really really sweet it's like a dessert wine yeah it's, it's like grape juice almost very super sweet mm -hmm. it's delish it's hard to stop drinking and stuff yeah but the but the, the, the bottle is big enough for the two of us to split into two equal portions two that's little all. flutes i guess yeah that's, that's all we need it's just pure decadence in a cup yay so <sighs> you guys can uh, be jealous of us and our new year's plan and we'll talk to you next year most likely they probably won't be jealous everybody probably does more interesting stuff on new year's than we do we just don't like crowds and shit yeah, but uh, they don't have good food and they don't have good wine. Yeah, you, none of you have good food. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not cooking it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, let's sign off again, shall we? Yes, we did. Okay, bye guys. Love you lots. Nice to talk to you. We miss you. Beep. Wham, beep. <laughs>